podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. This holiday season, it's all about the bedroom. And Casper's Black Friday sale has up to 30% off everything you need to make your bedroom your happy place. Only Casper mattresses are made with 86 supportive gel pods to align your spine and eliminate aches and pains. And Casper bed frames are made from the highest quality materials. Give the gift of a better bedroom. Save up to 30% during Casper's Black Friday sale on now at Casper.com. Terms and conditions apply. See Casper.com slash terms for more details. We begin today's meditation with a few sipping exercises to remind us a little treat can go a long way. So pick up your McCafe iced coffees, close your eyes, and deep sip in. And deep satisfaction out. <sighs> Take a treat retreat at McDonald's. Right now, get a McCafe iced coffee in any size and any flavor for just 99 cents until 11 a.m. Price of participation may vary. Rashford, he's in here. He scores! Marcus Rashford takes yet another step up the ladder. Thank you. And it's a lad from Manchester who scores. One man can do Only chance in my team like Man U. Yeah, like Man U. Thank you, man. Mars in my head like shampoo. Violate my squad, might bang you. Only champs in my team like Man U. Yeah, like Man U. Thank Good evening and welcome to another episode of Mugga. This week we are joined by our special guest, Manchester-based comic, Danny. How you doing, Danny? Good, how are you? Not too bad, mate. Uh, feel free to plug your socials to anyone who's not uh, following you where they can see your work. Yeah, I haven't really got that much going on at the minute, to be honest. It's just uh, at Danny MC Comedy. And, uh, and Instagram's the same. I've, I've been, like, I've not got any gigs to do. So You've I've, been locked down like the rest of us, yeah? I've been spraying all my old Jordans. I've been customising trainers. That's what I've been doing oh, in my spare time. Sick, sick, sick. Uh, Michael, I decided to wear the same colours Mariah I could do. How are you doing, mate? <laughs> yeah, I'm blessed, but I'm painting my room green as well, man. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Seb, how, how you doing, mate? I'm here, man. I'm here. The ghost of Seb is here. 
Yes, yes, good to see you. Uh, before we start, I'm just going to take an opportunity just to share some of the things that we've got going on at the moment. So firstly, uh, our Discord community, uh, we started it about 10 days ago, over 200 people have joined. Get on there, create a profile, join the conversation. We've got spaces to discuss football, we've got spaces to discuss other sports and just general topics that you may be interested in. We've got a few things coming up over the next few weeks. So yeah, sign up, create a Discord profile, join the conversation. All our podcasts are on YouTube now. So if you're somebody who prefers to do the visual thing rather than just solely going down the podcast route, we've got our uh, Touchline Fracker YouTube channel. Make sure you go on there, click subscribe. Obviously, we've naturally got our Instagram channel, which doesn't get used very much. But, you know, give us a follow. Maybe we might start putting some content out on there. Before we start, please, please, please share our podcast. I know you guys listen to our podcast to hear the Manchester United news. But obviously, we've got the main podcast that comes out on a Monday morning. That's kind of like your general football news across the week. For those of your friends who support Liverpool, we've got Coppen Fracker, which comes out on a Wednesday morning. Yeah, Danny, they're all right. They're all right. They're a good bunch of lads. Um, for those of your friends who support Arsenal, we've got Touchy Gunas, and that uh, comes out on a Thursday morning, so share that. And then for those of your friends who support Chelsea, we've got Chelsea Hour that comes out on a Friday. So yeah, just get those um, accounts shared among your friends. You not got a city yeah. one? Uh, they ain't got any fans, mate. Yeah, I thought they were <laughs> <laughs> Sweet, sweet, sweet. Uh, Manchester United versus Tottenham. Uh, you'd think it would be a pretty calm run-up to it with, with everything going on, but you know, we've lost pre-season games to West Brom. Uh, Tottenham have been exposed to players with COVID. The game's going on regardless. Um, Jose's come out to say that he thinks Solskjaer is really out of his depth. So suddenly this game is, uh, you know, it's pretty tense now and there seems to be a, a lot riding on it. Obviously, you want to beat Jose. He put us through quite a bit. Uh, I'll start with you, Danny. Um, how have you been doing with football off for as long as it's been off for? And, and what are you looking forward to? I've, I've been enjoying it, you know. I don't want it yeah. to start. Um, <laughs> It feels like the 90s where United are good again. We're, we're absolutely nailing quarantine. We're the quarantine <laughs> champions. Like, free meals for the NHS. We mm. didn't try and furlough people mm. like Liverpool did. We've got little Rashford doing bits. We, it was Black Lives Matter and we never used to wear T-shirts with a racist on. Yeah. We've, we've, <laughs> we've won this. Like, yeah. it's, it's been great. So when we get washed by Tottenham 6-0 on whenever it is, Thursday or Friday... Gonna, it's gonna feel a bit shit. I'm quite, I'm basking in it, being the yes. good guys. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, Michael, what are you looking forward to? It's, it's, it's been a while, hasn't it? It's been a minute, man. It's been a minute. Three months, no footy, uh, like Premier League footy. That is, and it's just good. It's good to be back, but it's good to be back. I know the fans won't be in the stadium, but it's still good to see some quality football being played in, in, in this country and it's good to get there. Our key players are back fit, you know, Rashford, Tompa. Um so let let's see a full strength team. Let's see how he puts it all together, man. Yeah, let's let's talk about that. So obviously all the Prem clubs have kind of been doing the rounds playing um won't call them pre season, but uh, mid season games just to kind of get get the blood going again. Remember what it's like to be a professional footballer. Um we played two games with two different teams uh, against uh, two different West Brom teams. Mixed results. Uh, we beat them 3-1 with a team that had uh, De Gea in goal, Wan-Bissaka, and we had Maguire and Lofas, our partnership in Shure at left-back. We then had James Garner, Fred McTominay, Pereira, Lingard, Chong, Mata and Igalo. 
Uh, on first look, you'd probably say that may be our weaker team, but they won 3-1. And then the second team that lost 2-1 had Romero in goal. Bishop, right back. Well, I think at right back. Yeah, right wing back. They had Bailey, Tuanzebe, Tuanzebe, and Mengi as our centre-backs. Williams, I think at left back, but then Dallow, Fosumensa, Matic, Pogba, Bruno, Gomez, James Greenwood, Rafa and Marshall all played. And that team actually uh, lost 2-1. Um, that second team had, had the, the, the dream quartet in Pogba, Bruno, Rashford and Martial. Uh, we did see Ooh. that little, nice little diag that uh, Pogba played to Bruno, which didn't go in, but it looked great. It looks absolutely great. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely great. And obviously, <laughs> the fans have been kind of jumping at the bit for this kind of Bruno and Pogba partnership and uh, the United Socials have been playing up to it as well showing two teammates training together. Would you imagine that two teammates actually training together? Um, what do you think we can take from, from not, not that I respect we can take much from those results, but what sort of lineup do you think we're going to be going for in, in that first game back? Do you expect Rashford and Pogba to start? Do you think they'll come off the bench? Because we've done well against the big teams this season, so having even more quality on the pitch should bode well for us. Yeah, I think Rashford will play. Um, I've seen some leaks today, or what, leaks or whatever, some chat that Pogba won't play. Okay. Um, I don't know why that is. I don't know if because he's rusty or whatever, but I, I, I can't see him being... Everyone's rusty, do you know what I mean? Mm. It's been three, month, three months off. So, I don't know. Uh, it was funny watching all the, the other fans, the opposing fans, as you get whenever United lose, giving it the, oh, you got beat by West Brom with this amazing team. It's like, yeah, but look, look at the defence. That's the key. Mm. Like, the defense is always the key. Like we've seen that in the past. We've had great attacking players and Jones and Smalling at the back and got beat by like the Fulhams and all that. Like nothing, nothing counts unless you've got your full team out. It's still a weakened team. It might have all these amazing players up the top, but it's just a top-heavy, all right team. It's not like there's still holes in it, and it only needs one weak link to, to even West Brom. They're not mugs. Do you know what I mean? So it was quite funny watching people jump on that, like we'd just been battered, like the, the treble team had just been battered by West Brom. It was weird. Yeah, yeah, we're, we're, we're in a place where everyone's itching for some, some football news. So if the banter can start even before the season starts, then why, why not? Why not? Um, what, was, what was interesting to me was, uh, well, not interesting, maybe a bit interesting, um, off the back of the Norwich game that Spurs played, they also lost, by the way. Uh, off the Norwich game, off the back of the Norwich game that Spurs played, it turned out that one of Spurs' players, or one of Norwich's players, has tested positive for COVID. Uh, obviously, normal protocol dictates that, or well, you'll be able to clarify for us, Michael, but protocol dictates that if you are exposed to somebody who has COVID, you need to self isolate for 14 days. But what came up off the back of that was that um, it didn't actually quite fall into those parameters because no one had spent um, 15, minute, 15 minutes within two metres of this player. Um, Michael, is, is that the case? It's the first time I've heard of that uh, kind of subsection within the, the, the COVID exposure rule. Have you heard about it before? Is it the first time you're hearing about it? Um, yeah. Help us yeah, speak. yeah. No, no, no. no I've, heard, I've heard about it before. That's like they want us to keep the two metre distance. Mm-hmm. Um, like typically, like if you're out and about, but really and truly, they're saying for your higher chance of getting it if you're for like 15 minutes within the two meters. Okay. So that's the concept of the transmission in it. So okay. obviously, with these higher, higher paid, higher privileged players, they're gonna want them to get them on the pitch in it. And no one, unless a man marking this guy for the whole game, 
I don't yeah. think anyone probably fits the criteria for being within two meters for 15 minutes during the game. Yeah. So that's probably the way. And they've got the benefit of doing the testing. I think the Premier League tests them twice a week now. So they've got the benefit of the testing. So even if this, if none of them were within that, was close to him for that long, I think it'll be all right. So why couldn't we play like last month? Or I'd two months it. ago? It just seems yeah, like it's that. changing the rules. It's like, you know, when you play pool with someone you've not played pool with before and they're like making yeah, yeah. up the rules. Like, oh, you have two shots on the yellow. <laughs> oh, no, I don't do that. And it just seems like they're just changing it. Just, <laughs> Black just, Jack, Jack's on key. Yeah, just anything like power that. Card, but... Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like different volleys and heads rules. Like, oh, no, it bounces only with your left foot. And like, it just seems like they're, they're making concessions because they just really want to... Let's, let's be honest, if someone's got it, then... They should follow the, the guidelines because it's a it's a big uh, f you to everyone else. That's been, why can't I'm walking around with this trim, and yeah. like, I can't get a haircut for fourteen. Like, what if I went for a fourteen minute haircut? Would that be all right then? Mm. According to them, it would. No, no, yeah, hundred percent. But now, but they wouldn't let me. But now they're letting like Tottenham off. They should. They find out who it was, and like everyone who went near him, they've got the Opta stats. So, <laughs> and finally, that's use them up to stats for good. Be like, nah, you were with him there, so you can't play Kane. And all the good players, like, basically, I want to play Tottenham's youth team. That's it. We should start a campaign. Truly, really, truly. I, I may back it. I may front it. I may put my doctor title there and then we see where we get to, innit? Yeah, you, 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 could, you, could, you, could move the, you could move the movement for us. Um, Obviously, we all know about Jose's tenure at the helm. We, we won some stuff, but ultimately didn't end very well. How badly do you want to beat the Spurs, guys? Seb, how badly do you want to beat them? I, I'd love it if we beat them. I'll, I'll fucking love it. <laughs> 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 uh, but yeah, man, nah. <laughs> I've got to fucking... We've got to beat Jose, bruv. we got to beat him, man, because... I don't know, bruv. Like, he, he just done too much at our club. In, in regards to, like, the damage, in regards to the players that we like. Yeah, man, he he done too much. And then on top of that, he was cheeky about it. And then, like, even the way how he left, it was just like he down, he down tools. Usually it's a player, but a manager actually down tools and was trying to get himself t- sacked for time. Like, he was golden Woodward, yeah, in the media all the time. He was picking up random teams, six at the back against anybody, and he'd be like, oh, yeah, we ain't got the players and da-da-da-da, whatever, tr- trying to prove a point. And it was just like one of the worst times. Obviously, it's probably not the worst time as a Man United fan in regards to the other managers we've had recently. But in recent years, yeah, man, it's been it, it was difficult having Jose, man. And I, I, I was definitely on the Jose hype train when he first came out. And Chelsea fans was telling me he's finished. He's finished. I was like, nah, man, the special one. At least if he gives us one season, he wins us the title one season. I'll be happy. But not even that come. So um, yeah, man, I'm happy uh, that we're playing, and I, I, hopefully we can win. And hopefully Rashford can grab a hat trick, man, because he should have got one uh, when we played them last time, man. And that that would be a leap for me, mate. Yeah, that that performance was probably the best Rashford performance I think he's had. He he Facts. he really was. He really had a vendetta against her. I think he scored. He scored two and he hit the crossbar. Yeah, scored two. Well. Yeah, yeah, scored yeah. Two, he should have had a hat trick. Yeah, scored two, hit the crossbar. I think he was just a terror on the ball down that yeah. down that left hand side. I think we we can all see the kind of big gap that we've had in the team without him. So obviously, uh, on the main pod yesterday, we were talking about teams we wanted to see playing in the in the games coming back. 
and everyone was kind of referring to the form of three months ago, which to me means very little because they're all, all starting again. But between the four of us, I want us to come up with a kind of the lineup that we want to see, we want to see against Spurs. So uh, in goal, uh, I mean, it's, it's DDG. I mean, uh, yeah, yeah, no Oli has made some comments, and we'll, we'll get into that later, but we'd have DGG in goal. Um, what would your back line be made up of? I think you'll see that back line that played in the, the game they won against West Brom. I think that is, until he can, I think he wants, ideally he wants someone in to replace Lindelof. Yeah. Uh, but, or Bailly to be reliable fitness-wise, because I think yeah. if, if Bailly can stay fit, he's, he's in there over Lindelof, really. Yeah, yeah, um, that's the, the big if there. Yeah, exactly. And I think it, so it'll be Maguire and Lindelof, Shaw and uh, Wan Bissaka. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what midfield would you go with? We have quite a few options in midfield. What do you, what do you think we'll, we'll line up with? Uh, I think it'd be Matic. I think yep. it'll be uh, Fernandez and yep. one of uh, Fred or McTominay. I think it might be McTominay. You think it'd be McTominay? Well, is that for the legs, yeah? Yeah, and like he's that spoiling player that can that sort of can do that to Mourinho teams. Break, break, can, break them down, co- compete physically. And I think he's got sort of like the juju on Mourinho because you know, like Mourinho brought him f- brought him through. Mm. A, I think that's to like try and use his own weapon against him, sort of. Almost thing. brings a tear to his yeah. eye, like yeah, yeah. Scott, yeah. Scott, 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 Scott is actually um, Mourinho's son, you know. When you think about <laughs> <laughs> because yeah. like the things he used to say about um, yeah, Scott, yeah, yeah were yeah. crazy. He like he used to it. say, he, he, like the first season, I think he got like uh, what award did he get? Like the first, he, he made he was, an award for it. Yeah, he, got, he, got, <laughs> he, got, he, got, he gave him an award, and then also, also when when he when he left, I think he said. Like McTominay was the most talented player at United or something like that. He said something <laughs> crazy like that when he left, and I was like, "Yeah, yeah." He, Jose's it. McTominay was Fergie's Fletcher. It looks like. Oh, facts. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's yeah. He won I think he won the which player does the manager love the most uh, I think, award? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I also think it was the the. Uh, secret way to fuck Pogba off award. I think that's what it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He only got in the team to annoy Pogba against Sevilla. That was the whole thing. Like, McTominay seemed to be Mourinho's main weapon when he wanted to make a point. Like, mm. when, when he down tools, like Seb was saying, against West Ham, that was by playing McTominay at centre-half. Yeah. McTominay used to play striker in the youth team. He's never played centre-half <laughs> in his life. Yeah, bonkers. So, bonkers. Yeah, it just seemed... To, McTominay was like, you know, when it, like, I don't know what it was like, but I grew up with my mum and dad not together and I was used a lot by my parents to hurt the other one and it seems like... <laughs> McTominay's got the Danny yeah, MC yeah, award. Yeah. Exactly. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> Um, McTominay gets to see Mourinho every other Tuesday and they go to McDonald's. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And I was just uh, meeting across Zoom to see how he's doing and see if he's still <laughs> doing his own work. Uh, what, <laughs> what, what attacking lineup would we would we be going with? So we've got again quite a few options. Um who do you do you think Rashford starts? Yeah. yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah, yeah, I saw, I saw a brief fact saying that Rashford's on fire in quotation marks. That that's what they said. He's been on fire in training. Um, he's he's ready, yeah. Um, yeah. Who do we have on the right hand side? Greenwood for me. I have a Greenwood, yeah. I want Greenwood. You think he's going to start Green- the middle? Greenwood, and then he'll start Martial. Yeah. Uh, what do you looks, looks weak to me that right hand side, doesn't it? Yeah, it is. It is. It's not enough. Not enough. Like, like just 
like in terms of like grown strength and like pace and just the yeah, just like adult attributes, it's lacking for from Greenwood again. <laughs> yeah, like he's, he's still a kid, isn't it? So like he yeah, ain't, yeah, he, yeah, he, he, he ain't really got like he's not like physically advanced like nah, the Mbappe's nah, nah. of the world. You know what I'm trying to say, however, he's technically advanced. So yeah, I, I'd still have him there because I feel like he can make a difference, but um. I, 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 I'm not mad at anybody playing on the right hand side, man. Fling Lingard in there if you want, mate. I don't, nah, I don't know. Nah, nah, nah. nah. You got too much I draw the line. I draw the line at Jesse Lingard. It's weird though because even though I've got a thing for this, like playing players, at, like even if he was like a beast, Mason, and he's 24 and he's like developed like Rashford, you still don't want to be playing him on the right. He's a, he's a striker. I just. This thing by like square pegs in round holes has sort of plagued United since Fergie's mm. gone. I just want to see someone in there, man, a on the right. So, yeah. Oh, yeah, um, we definitely need a, a proper right wing now. But that's why, I mean, I'm temp- I'd be tempted to p- play Dan James in there as much as he's a one-trick pony. Like, if you look at his assist this year, it's, he's got six and that's... He's had a better season, I think, than people have, have thought. And I think he can cause... Jose teams as well, a lot of trouble with the pace. I don't know who Tottenham, who's left back, Ben Davis, is it or something? Yeah, yeah Ben Davis. I think, I think he'll, Davis. he'll have Ben Davis on toast. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, we're not the biggest fans of uh, Dan James on this pod. I think it's statistically he's done all right. I think it's when you put it within the context of all the time he does get on the job. Like, oh, on the job, on the ball, sorry. And it's almost like, yeah, you've, you've done decent with the time you've had on it. But if we had, like uh, let's say Sancho for example if we had Sancho getting in the positions that Dan James gets into I reckon we're we're, we're right in there in that top four like because yeah if we had Nanny or if we had someone Nanny like, yeah even Nanny like some, someone Dude. who in the past we've sort of gone oh he's not quite good enough like I mentioned Fletcher before like Fletcher mm. waltz into this any of these United teams oh in yeah the past oh five yeah, years. yeah so yeah, that's true. even that's players true. that played on the right that we all thought weren't quite good enough yeah, would, would would be better there than than even I think Mason, who's going to be a world class player. But if you don't want him playing there, you want him in the box. Mm. Yeah, you want him. You want him across the width of the across the width of the goal, right foot, left foot. Um, I will, I was seeing he was he, he seemed to when he initially came in, he was kind of struggling with the physical side, which is why kind of his best moments always seem to come in isolation, like a one touch, and then you don't see him for fifteen minutes, and then it's like a right foot shot that just goes yeah. wide. But I think uh, there was a even that Spurs game he played where we won when he played up front. I thought he was decent. Like he was able to a couple of times get the ball, bring it down, hold it up, link the play with the midfield, and pr- progress the ball up the pitch. So I think with him, it's just going to have to be patient for the physical side yeah, to totally. catch up with the technical. Yeah, that's oh, that's why he is there, isn't it? On the right, is because he's not. He's, you're not getting man marked on the right. You're not getting mm. by big centre backs on the right and elbow. He hasn't got to win any headers and stuff like that. So. It is better for him, but as a United fan, you don't really want to see that. Exactly. Um, How bullish do we feel about this Spurs game? Because obviously, like I said, uh, the... Get a rare view into the human side of wealth management leaders, innovators, and influencers with the Big Reveal podcast from Suzanne Syracuse in partnership with InvestNet. Tune in and subscribe to find out why she calls it the Big Reveal. Big games are something that Oli has managed well since he's come in. And especially well this season. Um, Spurs obviously were, were struggling. They were struggling before the season got postponed. Harry Kane was out, I think, was Sonaway as well. They just, it didn't look good. It didn't look good. 
And obviously now they've had some time to recalibrate. Jose snuck players to the park to make sure they're actually working out. And I reckon, <laughs> I reckon he, he probably kept that up. He just got them to wear balaclavas so nobody would know who it. Got them to wear balaclavas and not wear the Tottenham, <laughs> the Tottenham insignia while walking around the local um, park. I don't um, know who let them wear the kit. Come on, bro. <laughs> yeah. Come on. That, dress Kick them up, up like the people who work in the park, like the council yeah. or whatever. No, exactly. <laughs> That's a very well-organised bunch of lads there. They've got cones and mismatched tracks at the But how confident are we going into this game? Because I'll talk about the the run of fixtures we have for the, the last nine games or so. But, uh, nine, eight, nine games, yeah, uh, before. But how I, confident are we going into this game? Just, I'm not now, just because I'm, I'm, a, I'm always a bit pessimistic anyway. But knowing what, what could have been, like, you've got Tottenham there with no players. Ali out, Kane out, Son out. Like, uh, someone else was out as well at the back, I think, as well. Um, you've got Mourinho looking like if he loses another three, he could go. Yeah. Like, literally, he was on the people were chatting about getting rid. Yeah. And then we're flying, we're battering everyone. Like, and now it's so much has changed that it's just typical that that we'll just go and get an L now just because yeah. of this. That's the only reason I'm thinking it. It's not nothing football-wise, just, just yeah. circumstance-wise is making That's, me think, oh. That would, be t- that would be typical football. And it's typical, like Marino just spent this last three months, daily Zoom me- meetings, making sure they're getting that elite mentality. Like, listen, I need you running through brick walls. I need you- like, it, would, it wouldn't surprise me at all if, if they do us and then they just go straight back to how they were before the lock-off <laughs> and just keep losing. Yeah, but just that first game back. Yeah, 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 yeah. That, that, yeah. That. I, f- I feel like that's, that's that's quite possible. Like as I've said on the pod, um, over the last couple of weeks, I've said I feel like the Spurs game is a bit of an edgy one, just because it's Jose and he's always um, capable of a shit house. He's always capable of a one-off victory, um, and then as you said, uh, Danny, then he'd probably go to shit after that. But I didn't, I didn't think. That if we lose against Spurs or draw against Spurs, I feel like we will be able to beat the other teams. I'm just not. I'm just not sure about the Spurs game. Okay. And how 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 considering where where the table is at the moment, how big of a dent is it if we don't come out of that Spurs game with a positive result? We're, we're three points behind Chelsea with the same amount of games played, and then we're eight points behind Leicester with the same amount of games played. If, for example, Leicester win and Chelsea win and we lose, do you think that is it for the top four, or do you think we, we've got more than enough time? It'll go to, to the last. It'll, it'll, it'll go to the last day because they've got horrible fixtures. So, okay. Yeah, they've got horrible fixtures, and I don't see them beating every single team. They're not going on. They, none of none of them two are going on a nine game run. It's it's not happening. They got to play each other. I mean, let me check. I don't think they. I don't think they do. We have we, to play lesser, don't we? But we, but we, but we have to play Leicester. We have to Leicester as well. We have to. Sorry to cut you off there, Seb. Uh, it wouldn't fine. surprise me. By the way, I didn't even mention this that I. I don't think this is getting finished this season. Do you not? This is what I'm. This is my theory. Um, okay. No, I think they're, they're going to play it till Liverpool have won it, and then they're going to. Someone's going to get COVID, and they're going to pie it off, mm. and they're going to do points per game. I think this is all to stop people whinging about it not being. They'll play it till Liverpool have math, mathematically won the league, 
you think they'll yeah, no, let the rest of them? What, what about the relegations? Do you think they'll let that sort itself out as well? Points per game, yeah. I think, okay. Because so what's happened now, there's precedent for it. It's happened loads. That Loads of t- leagues have done it. The, uh, the Women's League have done it. The There's Football League has done it. Now. League One and League Two, and yeah. like they shut down. It's just the inconsistency. I let the Premier League play on, but Football League One, League Two, like now, nah, like we'll just yeah, do I think as soon as as soon as this is done, Liverpool wise, I think that that's why I think it's important for us to beat Tottenham. I can see us not making the Champions League because of that Tottenham defeat, and then the points per game fucks us. Interesting mm. way of thinking. Yeah, I hadn't actually well, like thought said, of that, I'm but you make a good point. Pessimist. No, but no, you make a good you make a good point. Like if if we're everything we were discussing before and and the the, the natural progression we think of COVID is that once everything starts opening up again, infection rates will go back up again, and the only way to curb them once again will be to get everybody to go back inside. And the question is, will that happen before this gets finished? Or I mean, you, you've seen the you've seen the the clips today of people standing outside Primark waiting to go to Selfridges, waiting to go to Nighttown, which you can order online from. So people clearly aren't quite getting the message that only leave your house if you desperately need to. Um, yeah, it's a recipe for, for disaster. I'll, I'll, run through some of, I'll, run through our, I'll run through our fixture list, uh, see what you guys think. Uh, give me a second, let me just pull this up. So we've, we're away at Spurs first, which is, I guess, probably the most techie of the lot. Then we've got um, home at Sheffield United. I'm at Sheffield United. Uh, we've got away at Brighton and Hove Albion. We're at home against Bournemouth. Away against Aston Villa. Give uh, my computer the odd second to uh, load up here. At home against Sutton. Away against Crystal Palace. Oh, they've been a bit of a dodgy one for us. At home against West Ham. And the last game of the season is away at Leicester City. That that, that Let's say we were to play that whole run of games. Uh, how many points do we think that we would we, we could potentially pick up in, in that list. There's nine like twenty points. Yeah. Say that again? Nine games. Yeah, nine possibly. Twenty points. Sixty five. That would put leave us on sixty five, wouldn't it? Or would that be sixty three? Give me a yeah. uh, let me pull up the table. I think that might be sixty three, you know. Yeah, yeah, because we're on forty three now. No, we're on 45, so 20 points would bring us to 65. I think, I said on yesterday's pod, I think 65 gets, gets Leicester a top, a top four, a top four. Top four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think it's 27 games to play for, the team's being rusty and all. Yeah, I think 65 points gets you in the top four. So can we get to 65? Can we get to 66? The difficult games there are the Tottenham one, Leicester one, and... Palace away. I think the other games are winnable. Even Aston Villa, because the way like we drew with them at home in it two two early in the season, if I recall. Mm. So like that's the thing with with United, the bigger games. Even though they're the most difficult, I think we we tend to be better in them. It's the games that you think are routine. That you just you just check live score. You're just bare disappointed. Just, just <laughs> <messed up. laughs> yeah, that, that, that's what bothers me. Yeah, the, the thing is, it, that could just say Team A, Team B, Team C, Team D, like for United. I don't think it matters who we play sometimes. It's just, it's literally on the day, like how it, how it goes. Like, like Michael said, the bigger games have proved easier. Um, and we struggle against like the, the Bournemouths and the Brightons and all that. But the, the interesting thing is, is those teams without fans at home. Like we've seen... We've seen Brighton that in Germany. Going, going crazy that, that they need... To, they can't play in neutral grounds because the, 
all of their points they took at home this season. You take the fans away. Like you said there with Germany, that their stats are mad, aren't they? The, the average goals conceded for, for home teams has gone up and, and it's sort of let, leveled yeah. the playing field almost. Yeah, so, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. Right, so well, that's that, another interesting. I think you just can't call this. Yeah, it's. I hope it does actually get to finish. But now you've mentioned that, Danny. Now I can't get it out of my head that it's not going to finish. So uh, just a bit of transfer talk because a week doesn't go by without us being linked. Want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year automatically, dollar for dollar, with no limit on how much you can earn. Extra cash? Come on, how amazing is that? In fact, it's even more amazing when you realize all the places where Discover is accepted. 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. So when it comes to Discover, get used to hearing yes more often. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2020 Nielsen Report limitations apply. To some sort of player somewhere in Europe. So uh, if it's not Sancho, it's Grealish. If it's not Grealish, it's Van der Beek. If it's not Van der Beek, it's, it's Havertz. Um, I don't even know when the transfer window is going to be at this point. Uh, there was talk of the Champions League coming back in August as well. Um, who have we perhaps not mentioned or have we missed out on that you think could potentially come in and uh, fill out that right wing side? Because obviously you've got players like, how do you guys feel about like shopping in the championship? Because obviously we've done it with Dan James, but you've got you guys know, like Ben Rahama, you've got a Barucha Eze at QPR. I'm the fan. That's the fan of that. Do you that's, know who I really the, like? That's my brother. Like? Who do you like? Uh, he's been injured this season, but David Brooks at, um, at Bournemouth. Okay. I think he'd do a great job for us on the he's right. A, he's a decent little player. Is he left? He's left-footed, isn't he? Yeah, but he plays on the right. He's and nice. He, uh, yeah, he's a good player. He is a good player. And uh, with him being injured as well, and I think his contract might be up not this year but next year, so he might be a, a little. It's interesting to see like those those guys coming back from injury. They're either they're either done, aren't they, or they're Van Nistelrooy's, and they yeah, like yeah. They've never they've like they've never been injured. Nothing so, happened. So yeah, I'd, I'd like to see us pick someone up like that's why I'm not mad at the Grealish chat. Like, I know people say like Brexit, Brexit FC, and all that, and like Ollie's just trying to buy, <laughs> trying to buy British. But like, we've we've had these experiments with, with Sanchez and and players like this, and I think Ollie's just being being wary. I mean, I, I do think it's follows. I don't think where like people are from. I don't think it matters uh, football-wise. Because... I ain't going to lie, I, I do. I'm all for a fucking British core, to be honest, mate. <laughs> right. I <Okay>. love it. <laughs> I, I love it. I, I, I love British core. I love British core because if I'm keeping it real, if you look at the old-school Man United teams, they were always built on British core. And there's a theory behind that. For me, I look at player, you look at player profile, yeah, cool. If you look at the top talents in England, they grew up watching Man United successful. So for them, the peak to them isn't Barcelona or Real Madrid. The peak to them is a Man United and Liverpool or whatever if they're at a smaller club. So when you're looking in the championship or, you know, or like say, for example, Grealish or whatever, even him saying Old Trafford's his favourite stadium or whatever, for me, I feel like that definitely gives them that extra, you know, half a yard and they, they want to impress. It's not just a, a step up to a Madrid or a Barca. This is the club that they want to play for. And for me, there's a theory in that with British British players thinking Man United is the biggest club in the world. So I feel like they're going to take their, uh, their level, uh, they're going to take their game to a next level. So for me, I'm all for that, to be honest. Yeah, don't get me wrong. I do. I, I think being a Man United fan is important, but I don't know how... How different, like with the look, if you've seen a, Gar- a Garlo, 
Yeah. Like he, he went on the fucking tour as a professional footballer in 2000 that he actually paid to go on the tour because he wanted to sit in the home dressing room. Mm, like wow. shit like that is is amazing. Wow. And I think I don't think you need particularly to be British to 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 get that, that affinity. Think, yeah. Being a United fan is more important than being than being British. But you are right, Seb. Like there's more chance of that happening if you are British. Yeah. More yeah. chance of you being being a United fan. And I think it is interesting that I think United have fallen foul to that stepping stone. That that seems to be the the one. Oh, we'll just play. It. Oh, and then we'll like it's happening with Pogba. I mean, I don't think for a second Raiola thought Pogba was going to finish his career at United. Do you think? He to do you play think two so? Seasons and move him on to Real Madrid. Do you, was, do you think so? Yeah, there was a there was a, a I don't know how uh, like apocryphal it was, but there was something in the paper the other week saying like literally the only person that wants to transfer from United is, is Raiola. It's not Pogba. He's happy to stay. So, yeah, that is, that's bullshit. That's why I like signing players from, like, Germany and Holland. I think United have always done better with those sort of, like, cold European leagues. Yeah. In the past, other than, like, Schweinsteiger. Yeah, because we've also, we've also, we've had this, <laughs> this say, we've, we've had this saying on the pod, uh, we quote, like, Manchester United are Latin killers. Like, when there's player of, like, that kind of, Latin yeah. kind of 100%. 100%. Yeah, never goes well. Yeah, but it's so weird how it is. Real or Barcelona, like no one ever. You never get players that like dream to play for Bayern Munich as big as they are. <laughs> they're a massive club and they're like, yeah, they're top true. five in Europe. But you never hear a players go, "Oh, it's just a stepping stone until they sign for Bayern Munich." Mm, true. Yeah, true. Uh, but but uh, even going on that theory, you see that Bayern Munich goes to all the German clubs and their dream is to all, like all the Germans in, in uh, Bundesliga, their dream is to play for Bayern Munich. That's yeah, why yeah, yeah. every time there's competition, they all got, they, regardless, they all, they all pick Bayern Munich over everybody else. And that's basically the similar thing that I, wanted, that I would like to see at Man United. Where I think that's where we were once upon a time. We, we'd exactly. Always... Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've we'll we'll fallen off that. Yeah, you'll never see that again in England, though. The, the reason yeah. that happens at Bayern so much is because they've got the monopoly over the. And um, we did at a time as well. Shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We so they've got t- well more money than ever. they can offer double money all the time. We used to be able to do that, but now, like Leicester are minted, Villa are owned by billionaires. Like you can't bully these teams anymore. Mm. That's true. That's true. Yeah, we have that's, to. That's we, have, we, have, we have to move with the times. Um, Interesting comment. I discussed it with Danny and Michael before we started. Interesting comment from Oli uh, in regards to Henderson. Basically saying he's shown everything that proves that he's going to be the Manchester United number one and England number one very soon. Uh, how quickly before DGG's off then, do we think, lads? Because obviously he's signed this bumper new contract. Um, how soon do you think before Henderson becomes a, a reality? Are we talking next season, the season after? Um, uh, I, think, I, I think he'll be the season after. I think DDG will have one more season. And then PSG, off you go, or Juve, or something like that. But um, I definitely feel like, yeah, GDG will have one, one more full season at Man United, and then he's gone. In my opinion, or phased out. Yeah, or yeah, the thing is going to be oh, the it's going to be competition. I brought him in for competition, but you know the plan is to to phase him out, and they're going to be rotating. And then you know DDG uh, recent in recent years he's had a mistake in him. Um, and it's going to take one mistake when Henderson there. Henderson's going to come in, and that's yeah, it. He's just not going to give it up. Yeah, I, I can see it getting eggy. You know, okay. I can see it. I can see United doing a proper United, and money being the bottom line. Like they've spent all this money on David's contract now. He's on what three hundred and odd. 
grand a, year, a week. Mm. Um, is what is it a five-year contract he signed? I don't know what the terms a, were. I mean, a, a good long one, that's for sure. Yeah, so he's not got to go anywhere. <laughs> I can see yeah, him yeah. not wanting to go anywhere and United getting an offer for Henderson of about 30 million and I'm them just taking it. I can mm. see that happening. Yeah, because otherwise, they in, in Woodward's head, if that happens then and he knocks that back, then he's losing 300 grand a week on De Gea and he's just lost 30 million out the door for not selling Henderson. Mm. I can just see them selling it, saying some bullshit that they've got a buyback clause. And and that happening, I honestly can. Because like, who's going to take the hair? Really, you mentioned like Juve and Paris. Ideally, that's that's what would happen. But they're not going to want to. They can pay him hundred grand tops. Yeah, he's not going to want to lose two hundred grand a week. We've, we've priced him out of a move somewhat. His contract. Like, no, but, uh, but but I think those two players are are historically pay like big wages for players. Do you know what I mean? Like I feel like those. I think those are the only. T- sorry, those two teams. Those are the only two teams that could afford the wages in the whole. Like everybody else, I'd say no. And also in regards to Henderson, he's definitely he's he, he's not going for thirty billion because I think even um, when. Uh, before he had signed his new deal, um, the links were with like 60 million and 50 million to Chelsea or whatever. Do you know what I mean? No so one's if you know now, though, yeah, yeah, but if he becomes Man United's number one, it's good. Woodward's probably going to price him out in regards to a transfer fee anyway. Do you know what I mean? Or if he becomes England's number one, not even Man United, if he becomes England's number one, the transfer fee is probably doubled. And that's very possible because I don't feel, I don't think Pickford, Pickford's any good. Nice. No, nah, no, he's not. Yeah. The they, issue you've got there, though, in my head, is that then would uh, Henderson then goes to Woodward and goes, Look, I'm England's number one. I'm better than De Gea. I want 300 grand a week or I'm going up for free. And then you've got two keepers on 300 grand a week and you can only play one of them. Yeah, but you one just... One of them you won't get any transfer fee for. One of them's Henderson, who's England's number one, and you can sell for money. And no well, I think Woodward, he just signed, didn't he? that's it? what he'll do. He just signed a, a five-year Henderson. Did he? Yeah, yeah, I think, contract five years. yeah, I think he signed a five-year uh, just before he went back on loan or something like that. L- like, literally six months ago or something like that, he signed a, a new five-year. Oh, I didn't know it was five. I yeah, yeah, was, yeah. I thought it was a light one. Uh, oh, no, I think it was five. I'll give it a fact check. Uh, yeah, no, give it a check. This one is, uh, his contract's until June 2022 uh, mm. with the option to extend for a further year. So, uh, oh, this one? The one he signed, yeah. The one that he oh, signed okay. in July 2019 is until uh, June 2022 with the option for an additional year. Also, that's when De Gea's contract runs out. So his contract runs out in 2023 as well. So we'll, uh, I think not next season. The season after probably looks like the season we'd try and do the transition, kind of like the hair's yeah, got well. a year. He's got a year left. Let's try and just get him out. And even if that means taking a loss on the fee, and then they're kind of like telling him, well, okay, because we've got less for the fee, we'll contribute a bit more for your wages. We can't match three hundred k, mate, because we're not going to pay a keeper three hundred k. And then slip in Henderson. I think that's the only way. But I agree with Danny. We've put him on such high wages that. I don't think any other keeper in the world is near when there wasn't even really a market for him. That mm. I mean, Madrid I'll, left it by then, isn't it? That's the problem. Madrid weren't in, interested by then. Uh, I'll, stay, I'll stay in Manchester, even if it is raining. The Why thing not? is, as well, <laughs> what worries me is Man United are so sentimental and they've kept so many players longer than they should, i.e., like Rooney and, and players like this. Like Fletcher was there longer than he should have been, like, even though he had no stomach. They were just paying it. Like, and technically, it's the right thing to do. But from a football point of view, they, they've kept players longer than they should have. And I yeah. think I can see them doing that with De Gea. Like, look at 
they can't get rid of Sanchez now. And I can see like a messy Sanchez situation with De Gea. I think he's mm. going to be fucking up. No one's going to touch him. And yeah. he's going to end up on, in, uh, on loan somewhere and we'll be paying his wages like United always do, like we did with Nani, like we've just done with Rojo. Like, it's not going to happen. I think our best chance would be like fucking China or somewhere like that or the MLS, like Beckham's team getting the bag and then and throwing it all at, at De Gea. Yeah. I think they're going to be stuck with an expensive Ooh. ornament there, man. Yeah, well, we've, I said, we've, I'm, I'm pessimistic. Yeah. <laughs> we've, we've, uh, we've been historically, we, we pay people very well. And sometimes players are like, well, you know what, I'm in the later stage of my career, uh, playing a couple games a month, I'm, I'm okay with it. And making sure, that I've, I've, I'm making sure I've got that nest egg for my retirement because you see a lot of these players having to do all sorts because they need to maintain a certain lifestyle. Like making sure they secure those last couple of years, making as many as much wages as they possibly can, tends to be their tends to be their priority. Um, all that being said, let, let's close up with some listeners' questions here, lads. Uh, I'm going to start with a question from Wade Wills. Uh, if Oli doesn't get top four this season, is it even realistic to think we'll be getting players like Sancho? What do you guys think? Oh, I think. I think, yeah, Sancho, like, it depends, isn't it? Because he could be, he's 30, 20 years old. He could be in the sort of mould of player that Seb was alluding to, a young player who grew up watching United being successful. So uh, probably feels that United is that team, probably what Premier League years. So he may give us, he may <laughs> give us a blight. He may give us a blight. But it, it will definitely be sticky to attract players. Like we can only say we're Manchester United for so many years before it's like, I right, cool. Like that was some years oh, ago. That's where he left to, seven I'm, years ago. I'm here to tell you that isn't happening. That isn't, what isn't happening. Sancho is not coming if we don't get um uh Champions League. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a fact. And pl- and plus he supports Chelsea or something like that. But so oh, nice. like he. Yeah, so, yeah, something like that. So he just doesn't yeah. support us, basically. Yeah, yeah, don't support us. Yeah, so okay. he's not coming if we ain't got Champions League. See, because, this is this yeah. is my big beef with with football and, and that that chat is that like, and I, and I know players don't come for Champions League, but we could finish fourth, or a team could finish fourth, or a team could finish third in Germany, get a tough draw in the fucking knockout round for the Champions State. League, yeah, and go yeah. out. So. Yeah. So technically, he, what his, his risk is that he's knocking back. I mean, he's going to be paid well. He's going to be on at least two hundred grand a week if he signs United. Mm. So he's knocking that back for to stay at Dortmund or to go to someone who for three games or whatever for three mm. Champions League. So he could be out of December anyway. He could be out of the Champions League. That's like three months in the Champions League, and he's losing hundred grand a week for that. I just don't know how. I think it's long term. I think. If they look at a team and go, there's no chance I'll be playing Champions League for the duration of that contract, like yeah. Pogba probably should have done, then fair enough. But I think the sensible thing is to do what Pogba did, which was, well, if I'm any good, I will. if we miss out this year, we'll definitely be in it next year. Like yeah. This is the thing. I don't know whether it's just me, but in my head, it's better to be that player that that takes you over the edge. Elevated. So it's like, yeah, I see your, po- your, your, your point of view. It's almost like, if they finish fifth or sixth without me, you, I come into this equation. You also talk about, I don't know, a promising young player who's going to be a bit better. They've also given me reassurances that they're looking to further um, improve the squad. I don't mind taking one season out of Europe to join a project. Yeah. But 
question. It's a good point. But how do you think the Manchester United project looks from the outside in? Does it look like we're heading in the right direction? If you're somebody who was observing Manchester United. Yeah and no. Like, do you know what I mean? It's like, if you asked me this last year, I would have said no. But then with, if you now look at the team from the outside looking and you say, all right, cool, there's, there's, there's something to work with. Do you know what I mean? You've added Bruno. You see that, okay, things are looking bright. Rashford's looking bright. So for me, only just this season, I would say, okay, things are starting to look on the up. However, previously, I would have said no. Like, there, a lot of Man United was starting to, you know, damn it, it wasn't really... Um, it, it, everywhere, like all of the managers were all over the place. Um, there wasn't no clear direction from the top. Um, so yeah, but no, nah, recently with especially Oli saying the right things in regards to getting British, British talent, how he wants to play, um, telling, telling players express themselves. Rashford not tracking back to be a bloody <laughs> left wing back that other managers made him do. So again, the way we're playing, we're playing, you know, better. Some of the big games have been really, really good. And the players we now have, um, it, it makes United look slightly more attractive. A but potential. one big thing mm. that would happen, yeah, uh, 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 one big thing that would probably uh, tip it over the edge where I say, yeah, we're 100% um, uh, a proper club now and we are very attractive is Pogba signing a new deal. If Pogba signs a new deal, that definitely, um, you know, sends shockwaves throughout football and then players start to look at that and say, all right, cool, Pogba's staying one of the best players in the world. All right, cool, yeah, let me let me roll through. So, um, yeah, that, that would think- be good. I think that's the key. I don't think it. What I don't think it matters at all to them what it looks like to us. They're going to be talking to these players. Players mm. are candid. Like I'm sure there's players at United that last year that were like, "Fuck me, this is shit. Don't come here." I don't know. By the way, I didn't ask mm-hmm. if I could swear on this pod. I don't. That's know. fine. Yeah. <laughs> um, they're going to be like, "No, this is rubbish. Stay away." Like I wouldn't. I wouldn't sign for us again. I regret it. Whereas now, mm-hmm. and I think Seb's right, mm-hmm. but I I I build on that and say it's not even this season. It's from January. Like. Bruno seems to be the yeah, key. Changed everything. Bruno Change seems everything. to be. I know uh, Cantona is a is a cliche, so I'm going to say Bruno seems to be the Christoph Dugary at Birmingham. Yeah, uh, um, <laughs> <laughs> I like that one. Where he's just come in and and he looks. He's come in with his sleeves rolled up, man, and he looks like and he. It's weird because he signed two players, and I know Seb was talking about the British players there. But these players here, more so than any British player that, that United have signed under Solskjaer or Moyes or anything, seem to get it. And I think that's more the key. They, they seem to know what they're playing for here for, at United. And, yeah. and uh, they're ready to, 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 to muck in and get them where they want to be. I think that's the key. Yeah, I think uh, for Bruno, he's coming from a sport in Lisbon where he was kind of the key player. And it was always a kind of frustration, like, why can't my teammates do more? I want more. I'm having to carry the burden. But now you're looking across and you see Paul Pogba. You see Martial ahead of you. You can see how much he already loves linking up with Martial. Rashford to come Rashford to come back in. He's watching these, even our kind of decent players like Matters, even a Lingard. They're probably better than the quality of players he had at Sporting Lisbon. So he's thinking, let's get, now I've actually got some good players around me. Let's actually get busy and let's, let's start um, competing again and trying to win things so yeah it's a, it's a good point it's not a kind of black and white in, in, in that regard in terms of players coming in um, I think that's it you've got those players like that who are like players that want to play with better players and you've got the players like I don't know Gerard that were happy being the best player in that team and didn't want to go anywhere mm. and I think you need the you need the Fernandezes and they're the ones that come in and, and really like 
because he's just made everyone better. It's amazing. 100%. Got a question from Mo1Ups. Any chance Alexis can be reintegrated into the team for 2021, especially if we don't manage to pull Sancho off? He looked sharpish in his cameo appearance on Saturday. I was going to say, I bet this is because of Saturday's game, because I was watching Saturday's game. Um, I'm guessing none of you have actually really watched him at Inter, have you? Nah, not nah. Really, man. I can't, nah, I can't no see way. it happening, man. I no can't way. See it happening. Shall I, 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 I say, shall I tell you that if we can't flog Alexis, which seems highly unlikely because of his wages, yeah. so if we can't flog him out, yeah, the only the only position Alexis Sanchez should play for us is up top off the bench. Yeah. So say yeah, so say in like Europa League, Carling Cup, whatever, or like in a prem, he should play as a central striker. That is it. I don't want to see him on because he ain't got the legs. I don't want to see him on the wing. I don't want to see him nowhere. I just want to see him. Okay, Martial, you're tired. Cool, seventy fifth minute. Alexis, come on, whatever. And that's if we can't flog him. But I don't want to see him play anywhere on the on the wing. Hundred percent like agree. That. We should we should use Sanchez like Fergie used Michael Owen. Mm. like just that like last throw of the dice maybe he'll get you a goal I'm not interested in how anyone plays it in Italy Serie A in my head is a, <laughs> it's, a, it's a Snapchat filter isn't it it's not real it's, a, it's an Instagram filter it makes all these like scrubs look better and, yeah. and then you go oh and then you actually meet them in person and their eyes are too close together that's how it feels <laughs> With like small the, the the way that people are talking about Smalling, like they've forgotten about Smalling. Crazy, crazy. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> I'd rather keep Smalling than Jones, but that's that's not happening for a reason. No one wants Jones, but that gives Smalling you an idea. was closer yeah. to, to yeah, yeah, than he was to yeah, Stam. Yeah. And the yeah. way people are talking about Smalling at Roma is like he's like Pete Gap Stam. It's mental. Yeah. Yeah, it gives you an idea of that. Even if you watch Lukaku having a jolly up over there, and we we, yeah. we had the Lukaku experience. It gives you an idea of the quality of, of 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 the league. So yeah, him doing well in in Italy doesn't really tell us anything. It doesn't tell us that he's ready for the Prem again. So uh, yeah, his best days are behind him. Still to this day, an odd transfer. It almost feels like we did it again because City wanted him. For the same reason, I think we signed Fred. Almost like City want Pep wants this player, so he must be good. So we're going to get this player so we can make a statement that we're still the bigger team. But the thing is, Pep gets these players and he has very specific ideas of how he's going to use them. Like we always, say on the, we always say on the podcast that you play on the Pep side, you already start the season with five goals and five assists because of the amount of um, passes across the face of goal that the attackers are just tapping in. So, and Fred, again, you can see that in specific scenarios, he's a pretty good player. But if you ask him to come too far out of his comfort zone then his limitations show and it's yeah, Pep, Pep's buying the jeans and he knows the exact outfit that he's styling exactly. it with we're just buying the yeah. jeans and going oh do these flip flops work with it yeah, 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 yeah. 100% 100% 100% yeah I, I, I agree with you I agree oh, Michael, sorry yeah no I was just going to say I think yeah I think those two scenarios I think it was just like Man United's ego coming out like no we can still compete with City we can still compete rather than Having a definitive plan because before it's like Santos came available, they're like, okay, we got it. It wasn't like we were really, really chasing him. It literally just came out of nowhere when they got announced. Was like, okay, well, we got one up on Arsenal and Man City. Let's go. That was a hell of a that was a hell of a promo. You see him playing that piano. I think with, if there's no Van Persie to United, there's no Sanchez to United. I think they were trying to recreate a bit of that magic. They, I think mm. they, they honestly thought he was going to come in and win us the league. I think he yeah. thought 
they thought Sanchez was going to be what it's turned out that Bruno is, I think. Re-energizer. That re-energizer, re yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think when I was watching him that, that those last kind of six months or so at Arsenal, he was kind of already, you could see it, he was, he was clearly on the decline. I think we even got yeah. Van Persie on the decline, but we kind of got, the first half of the season was like the last four or five months of his prime. And you saw that first from like um, August to December, he was mental. He was absolutely oh, yeah, mental. He won us so many games and so many points. Mm. But Sanchez didn't even give us that. Yeah, plus Fergie's the cheat code. That's the thing. Like, mm. in a parallel universe, we sign Sanchez and Fergie's still the manager and he wins. And he guarantees, guarantees we get more out of him. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Just tells us how much the manager means. Uh, another question from Jess Summer. Assuming we hold on to Pogba to play with Bruno next season, who'd be your ideal signing for a balanced three-man midfield? Or do you think we could secure a solid top four spot and eventually title contend, developing what we have currently, for example, Fred, McTominay and Ghana? Give, give Atletico Matic and 35 million yes. for Thomas Partey. Yes. That, that would be ideal. And yeah, yeah, and oh, give, <laughs> you yeah, can have Lingard as well. Give him, <laughs> give him God or whatever, but that that would be ideal. Like, and for me, uh, again, like I, I see Thomas uh, Partey linked with Arsenal. It would be criminal to let him go Arsenal. Do you know what I mean? Especially when United need a holding midfielder. Like for me, I I, I would definitely. He, he would be probably right at the top of my list, providing I could definitely, even regardless if Pogba goes or whatnot, like he would be probably the first player I'd sign right now. Um, and then the second player I'd sign is probably Sancho or whatever. But yeah, like um, Thomas Party ideally would be somebody that would, would fit right in the middle with a uh, brilliant Pogba. You'd take a party and a Grealish over just a Sancho any day. Facts, That's yeah. That's what Facts. said yeah. as well, yeah. Mm -hmm. Facts, uh, yeah, I've been say, uh, I've said that, yeah. Like for me, uh, again, I respect Sancho. Definitely feel like he's talented, good player, or whatever. But it's not that deep. Like I'm not super invested in Sancho. Like I'm not like one of the Sancho super fans or whatever. So if we if we didn't get him, I'm gonna feel the same way. But if we got like a right winger, I'd still be happy. I'd be happy going into the championship, getting a top quality right winger. That's you know talented, relatively unknown, quite cheap, and then building out with Grealish and Party. Yeah. For me, that's a that's an amazing. I window. think it's more important mm. that we fill that position as opposed to who we fill it with. Facts, like, yeah. mm. we've not had any right winger, so we don't know how good like an average right winger might just be the, the missing piece. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, I, I think we would be with Indeedy as well, and I think today. Oh, yeah, I love Indeedy, but. For value for money, I'll, I'll be mad if Partey goes to Arsenal and we sign Mbidi for 80 million when we mm. just go there with, with buttons and just get him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, we'll, we watch that one eagerly and hopefully we, we make the right decision. Uh, got a question off the Discord community from WizzyPro underscore the third. Uh, do you think the club has completely ruled out Poch? Because he was, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I think they're backing Oli now, man. Like, I get the, I get the feeling that obviously last season, last season was a bit higgy with him, but I think now they're backing him. They're backing his transfer targets. They're, they're seeing people in his vision. They're letting him sort of send players that smaller on loan and Rojo on loan. They're backing his sort of transfer targets. I think they're, they're saying Oli's their man. I think, I think they're backing him still. Yeah, in my head, anyway, Oli is Poch. 
Ollie's Potch at Southampton. Like, it's he's, he's not done anything really, Potch, to suggest that he's any better than Ollie will be in two or three years. Ooh, I just think good. if you're going to get rid of Ollie, then then Potch is a little bit better. Don't get me wrong. Like on yeah, paper, yeah. but you're much that you would dash Ollie just to go if you're going to dash Ollie you may as well try and go for that that next elite manager that people are checking the dude at Leipzig is it uh, Nagelsmann yeah, like, yeah Nagelsmann yeah, yeah. And like go for the one that, that's going to be that and evidently whereas I mean Poch has had chances man he, he spewed it when Leicester won the league he's had great players at his disposal he's I just don't I don't know if he's that much better that he's going to be worth pissing everyone off by getting rid of Ollie. So, and, so and wasting everything that Ollie's done at the minute. Okay, so I'll ask you a question because obviously we're we're down in London, you're up in, in Manny. What is the feeling United Manchester based United fans have about Ollie Ollie at the wheel, as they say? Is he well, I just think the fact that, that song like was still getting sung even when we were getting beat at home by Brighton or whatever it was, like it's mm. still I mean, people want it to happen. I think that's what it is. In the same way, like we were talking before, like how we wanted Rooney to have a good last season. You know, yeah. is that Will. You, he's got more in the tank than Moyes ever had. Like there were people that just wanted Moyes to work, but it was just never going to work. I think he's got another season of Moyes. Ollie could be Moyes for two seasons yeah. before they get rid. Whereas like obviously Moyes was only Moyes till April. Yeah. Um, they really want it to work. They, they're giving it all the chances. It's like, yeah, I just I just think that will ultimately tell. And also, it suits Woodward. Woodward wants it to work because he ain't got to pay no compensation. Ollie's probably on peanuts compared to what Jose was on, compared to what he would have had to pay Pochettino. Mm. So even if the fans want it to work for a different reason, I think Woodward wants it to work for, for his reasons as so well. They're gonna so that's give why him, I don't think he's going anywhere. They're going to give him every opportunity. I think in terms of what it means, the mental side, what it actually means to play for the club... He obviously has that sway and that respect in the dressing room because he was here, he was under Fergie, he won it all. He was a key, he was a player who had key moments for the club. I think the other side that becomes more critical, I think, is the coaching side. So you don't necessarily, like you have Fergie, you don't necessarily have to be the best tactician in the world as long as you have that team around you that is able to make up for for the deficiencies yeah. you have. We've we got McKenna in from Spurs. He comes in highly rated. We've also kept Carrick around, who's a bit of an unknown. But um, yeah, See, this is a thing that I don't understand more teams don't do. Like, mm. you, like you've just said, you've hit the nail on the head there. A, a better assembled coaching team is better than whoever you've got in charge. Yeah. So, and that cost so, the cost is so much smaller than, than a, a, assembling that team than paying a big name manager. Mm. Like, so I don't understand why more things isn't like, let's not worry about Ollie. Let's leave Ollie there, whatever. But let's get rid of McKenna if it's not working. Let's get rid of Carrick if it's not working. Let's bring other people in. Yeah. You've seen how successful Fergie was when he's swapping and changing Kiros and people like that. He, he understood was just there it. To, to tell him to run and play well. Yeah, he 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 completely he completely understood his he completely understood his his strengths and his weaknesses. I remember they we, they had that conversation about how he was meant to get Martin Yol in and then Martin Yol got the Spurs job, so he was ready. Mm-hmm. So he so he was able to get. Um, staff who are manager caliber to come in and that's like top six manager caliber to come in and be his assistant and manage certain aspects while he kind of steered the whole ship so I can see why certain fans are are bullish it would be great if a club 
a club great was able to be the one to put everything together. And obviously, a lot of these younger players, Pogba, Lingard, would have played under him. So he's someone they've grown up with. And it's also, he can, and Oli's just a great guy. Like, put everything aside, Oli's just a nice guy. Who doesn't like Oli Gunnar Solskjaer? So, so, so we'll see. We'll Oliver Kahn. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I mean. Right? <laughs> Stefan Effenberg as well. <laughs> uh, um, got another question from, and it's our final question from Not A Winger. Uh, thoughts on Rashford getting slated for air quotes PR? I let Sebi take the. Uh, I, I let Sebi take the lead because he's a big uh, Rashford fan. I, I think the slate, the like him getting slated was very minimal, but it still annoyed me because you got to think about it, yeah. Uh, from the grand scheme of things, yeah, cool. All right, the way how the uh, the meals, on, the way how everything's put together on Rashford uh, social media is obviously probably run by a PR firm. However, the initial idea, yeah, has to come from Rashford. So when you're doing something like that, you generally have to feel it. Like it's something that you can relate to. You empathize with the kids and you're like, cool, I need to do something. In regards to the execution, Marcus Rashford obviously isn't executing everything on his own. So the way how everything's written on social media, cool, it comes across very professional, but that's just what you're supposed to do. But in regards to him actually doing it, he's obviously doing it out of the goodness of his heart. He's not getting anything in return for... He could have... Marcus Rashford could have raised 50000 Everybody would have given him a... That's true. It's clearly a cause that he's passionate about. Who, who cares as well how he goes about it? There's kids eating that wouldn't be eating. Like, why, Essentially, why, yeah. why are you even bothered how... like? He could go come in and, and like, like I don't know, like do something really stupid, cover cheeky girls fucking touch my bum and sing that on top of the pops or whatever and raise 20 million. It doesn't matter how the money's been raised, man. It matters that kids are eating that wouldn't be eating and people should just think about that, not how he's going about it. The, it's the, the end game is the key here. Especially for yeah. something that's so important. Yeah. No doubt, no doubt. Not how it gets Same. done. It's ridiculous. You, know, like, you raise 50,000. Basically, yeah. if you win the league one nil every, like you win by winning one nil every week and playing dog shit football, you you've won the league, and that's what that's what matters. Unless it doesn't matter how yeah. you go about it. Exactly. What exactly. Matters is that there's kids having food that wouldn't have food, and if and if that's an issue for anyone, if the issue that they've, they've totally took the eye off the ball and they need to sort their heads out. Exactly. Exactly. It's like that conversation people have about charities and how much directors make in charities and so like, Well, if you run a charity, you should do it for free. It's like, well, they're still spending their time and using their resources. And for them to be able to do that to the best of their ability, they need to earn a wage that allows them to have a decent living standard. And if you stop them, stop them doing that, these kids would now go from getting whatever they were getting to zero. So yeah. if the trade-off mm. is that somebody's making 80 exactly. grand a year, then why would you not? Why would you not allow them to do that? I could be chairman mm-hmm. of Oxfam for no- Oxfam for nothing, and I'd yeah. bring nothing in. Yeah, and what, what's the point of that? <laughs> and yet there'd be more hungry kids. Exactly. Yeah, it's, it's like it's like, but it's like anything, isn't it? You could buy a striker that that's like for like Gabriel Obertam when we just sold Ronaldo, and it's like, oh yeah, we've saved some money, and it's like, yeah, but look how bad he is. Exactly. Whereas if we'd have gone and bought mm. Benzema like we should have, we'd have probably had another couple of leagues. Yeah, it goes. It goes without saying, really. Um, from my perspective, keep, keep it up, Marcus. Like you've clearly got a platform. Marcus, you're you're, you're using it well. Yeah, you're, you're, you've got a platform. You're using it well, and you've got people having a conversation that they weren't having before. 
people are having to, you know, people are having to answer questions that they probably didn't think they'd have to answer in this in this period. And he, he's he's doing everything he can. Um, with that being said, we have come to the end of proceedings. I want to f- go around once again. Thank you very much for coming on, Danny. Oh, thanks for having me, man. Great guest. You're always you're always you're always welcome. You're always welcome, especially in this COVID world where it's just about clicking on a Zoom link and then hopping on a call. Yeah, man. Anytime. Michael, always good to see you. Next time, try try to to, to wear your own kind of. I'm not getting red again. I'm not getting red again. (laughs) Uh, Seb, nice to I guess see you. Put that in air quotes because we can't. Uh, I hey. see you're, you're drinking some Ella and smoking a cigar and, you know, that's, a, that's the energy we all love to have, so I'll be a big fan of it. Uh, hopefully the next time we all gather to speak, we'll be talking about a couple of Manchester United wins. Yeah. Come on, uh, All right, guys. Nice one. Thank you, man. Bars in my head like shampoo. Violate my squad, might bang you. Only champs in my team like man you. Yeah, like man you. Thank you. Want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year, automatically, dollar for dollar, with no limit on how much you can earn. Extra cash? Come on, how amazing is that? In fact, it's even more amazing when you realize all the places where Discover is accepted. 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. So when it comes to Discover, get used to hearing yes more often. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2020 Nielsen Report limitations apply. Sports Social Podcast Network.